We all here? Did we all make the move? Those who wanted to? <laughs> all right, so guys, um, I'm excited about this time. Here's the deal, Jesse is here with me, so you can chat, you can um, Facebook comment, you can ask questions and all that, and she is right here. And um, I might ask her to chip in a, uh, kind of her, her thoughts on some of this as well. Sound good? All right, I'm gonna start us in prayer, okay? Heavenly Father, this is, this is big, God. God, I know this is, this is something that is big on your heart and it should be big on our heart. Your plan A from the very beginning was that we would go, that we would go and share your love and share your truth with others. And I know there's, there's some struggles in this area, God. We, um, a lot of us just have some issues with this. So um, I would just uh, ask you to calm our hearts, help us to have eyes and ears to hear your words and God I want to do nothing but share your words and your truth so thank you so much for everyone who's here we love you in Jesus name amen amen um, can you just let another talk? guys <laughs> hey Shirley sorry can you go tell him Jesse all right sorry guys all right here we are so we're gonna go ahead and dig into this and um, I just want to say I'm excited. I'm excited you're here and I'm excited to talk about it. I've been um, passionate about discipleship for a long time now. Um, obviously, it's something that we read about in God's Word, but it wasn't until I really got away from life for a while. My husband took a sabbatical a little over two years ago. He had been working for one ministry and he had been there for about 12 years and he took four weeks off and so we the two of us went away I was a good wife I went with him to southern Spain you know just to be a good wife and um, anyway but we really really did make this time away about a true sabbatical it was truly what I mean by sabbatical is kind of getting yourself out of the rush of the world out of all the obligations and to really allow God to redirect the next part of your life most of us can't do that we can't get away for that long but I do recommend you taking time maybe it's one day a month where you take a couple hours and you try to just turn into his voice turn out the noise maybe even remove yourself from all that social media is talking about and just be with him so when we were there one of the biggest things that both my husband and I landed on is that discipleship is missing it's not only just missing in the individual Christians life as far as that they're going out and doing it we believe that the church is in a way missing the real teaching of discipleship and I mean I'm not cutting down the church guys I'm not doing that but I'm just saying that you know they're meeting people coming into their building at all different places in their faith journey and the biggest thing that the church is really called to do is to equip the saints that's us to go but so often what's happening is we think of discipleship as if we just bring someone into the church building and that's not really discipleship I mean it's, it's a step it's a good thing for sure but I don't want you to feel like that's where it ends so I'm gonna start off like what is discipleship okay um, I'm gonna read first Matthew 28 verses 18 through 20 because he mentions something in here about it and gives a, a little definition of what it is 
Then Jesus came to them, and them being his um, current disciples, came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. What does that look like? Baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So he talks a little bit about that. It's going, right? Go. And then it's baptizing. And that might sound really odd for some of you, but I'll address that a little bit later. But here, guys, it's teaching them to obey all that I have commanded. Part of it is telling your story. There's times when you might be called into someone's life where you're just stopping in for a moment, planting a seed, sharing a bit of your story, and moving on. But that shouldn't be the only way. I don't think that we're discipling. I think we are called to truly invest into a person or a people group and help them. You should be discipled and you should be discipling others. All right? A disciple, here's a definition I found, a, dis a definition of disciple. Someone who adheres to the teachings of another, a follower, a learner, it refers to someone who takes up the ways of someone else. Now, when you think about that, the last thing we want, at least for me, is for people to start to act like Michelle. That could be really bad. So I'm not teaching them my ways when I'm doing this. I'm teaching them the ways of the one that I am being discipled by, by Jesus. Our goal, if I was to sum it up, when we're discipling someone, is to help them know Jesus more and live more like he lived. That's to me what the goal of discipleship is, to teach them who, to, to know who he was and then show them how he lived so that they wanna live more like him. You know, I always loved that thing that said WWJD. What would Jesus do, right? But here's the deal. How in the world are we going to do what Jesus did unless we know what he did? So discipleship really has to be about you coming to know Jesus and then sharing that knowledge with others. Looks like we have a little issue here again, but we'll probably, it looks like it's going to come back on Zoom. Um, okay, so to be a, we're, we are called to be a disciple and make disciples. And there's often things that are holding us back from that, right? And I'm going to address some of those. But I want to tell you that today, I think one of the biggest reasons that people aren't going out to disciple others is they don't know what to do. They don't know, like, do I sit and just read the Bible? That would be great. You could do that with another person. Do we listen to sermons together? Yeah, that could, that could be great as well. Do we discuss different topics and get scripture to see what's going on? awesome these are all great things guys there is not one formula that's been created that has to be used by everybody you might come across someone who's dealing with a specific issue in their life and that might be that point where you can invite them in but I do feel the one commonality that has to be across all boards of all different types of ways that we're discipling people is scripture we need to direct them into God's Word because that truly is his instructions and specifically the gospels and the gospels are matthew mark luke and john 
I think that's a great place to start if you're going to be in the Bible. If someone doesn't know Jesus, that's a great place to start. Okay? Um, I'll mute myself. There we go. Um, okay, so, but th those are all great ways to disciple people. But today I want to specifically share with you a way that I have created um, some information so that you can disciple people. And I find, especially for someone who doesn't know Jesus yet, so if you're going to disciple someone who does not know Jesus, a great starting point is to say, I'm doing a fitness program. It incorporates physical and spiritual health. Would you like to do it with me? And you don't have, if you want to say, you know, it kind of comes from a Christian standpoint, but wherever you're at, whatever you believe, I'd love to still do it with you because it's got some really great pointers on physical health as well as finding peace and joy and minimizing your stress and so the guys the program that I'm talking about and some of you have been through it because I've done two different groups now on it and it's called reignite and this is the hard copy of the book but it's also included in the online membership that we offer the premium membership and the book is divided up into 12 weekly sessions each session, I talk about a physical health topic, very practical, then a spiritual health topic. There's discussion questions, and then there's also a place where people write down their goals, they can journal, and they schedule their actual workouts, a little weekly calendar. That's all that, you know, you'll find that in the book. So the book, great thing that you could just have on its own and say, let's do this together. But I wanted to make it even easier for you as, as someone who's going to disciple someone. And when I'm talking about disciple, this could be one person in your living room. You might want to pull the cars out of your garage and invite a couple other people to come in and work out together. But here's what I know. We all have different gifts and talents. Now, if you asked me to go lead like a sewing ministry, it would not be good. I am not going to be good. But if you gave me a video that I could play that shows people how to sew and do it, I could do it, right? I don't have to have that talent. And that's what I've done. So each week of the Reignite has a specific workout that you can play. It shows three or four levels. So no matter where people are at in their fitness journey, if they need to sit down, if they wanna go do jump squats, we've got options for them. So you don't have to worry about that. I even have teaching videos because I know not everyone wants to get up in front of one person or a group and teach. So if you're not comfortable with reviewing the material in the book, you can play a short video. They're typically eight to about 11 or 12 minutes. And I just kind of pour out some more information on the topics that were discussed, both the physical and the spiritual health topics. So you've got that going. I took it a step further and I created a leader's guide that walks you through so many basic questions you might have. Just things like, how much space do I need? How much time do I need? How often should I meet? All these kinds of questions, I've got answers for you. In addition to that, because wait, there's more. I have created a video that is on proper form that you can show the people. So because form is so important. But in addition to that, I made a proper form video for you as a leader that shows you 
how to, with love and a humble heart, adjust their form and help them to make sure that they're doing it properly. Because that can be uncomfortable. You know, they might be like, who are you to tell me how to do form or whatever, you know, but this is a video that I created specifically for leaders. Okay, and then I have a welcome letter that you could just copy and paste or you could make it your own where you can send it to people saying after they've signed up, I'm so glad you're part of it and it just kind of gives some information that you can send to them. I have a release of liability form. You can have them sign this. If you're uncomfortable with inviting people to work out, we have a form that you can just have them sign that releases you of a liability of them getting hurt. Pre-class questionnaire. If you need to know a couple things about the people, what level they're at, you know, what are they hoping to get out of this? All of that, it's again a form that you can um, take and send on to them. We have a Facebook page, as you probably know, Faithful Workouts, that you can direct them to, or you could create your own if you're doing a group. But we have a Facebook page that all are welcome on. Um, we, I even did, like, the first time if you're doing a group and you get people together, you know, it can be a little awkward, and how do we get people to kind of connect? I did a little icebreaker game that you could do. I really tried to cover everything so that you could just be more focused on praying on loving and caring for these people. I've made suggestions on ways that you can get together and cook together and incorporate that into it. Do we have any questions yet, Jesse? Yeah, uh, a woman wants to know where she can uh, get this package or where she can buy it, where she can go. Good question. What I'm gonna have all of you do who are interested is to send me an email, michelle at faithfulworkouts.com. Okay, I'll, you can just reach out to me there, michelle at faithfulworkouts.com, and I'm going to go and explain a lot more. What my hope is on this, it gives us a platform to talk about discipleship, gives us a platform to talk specifically how you can use this program. Um, so great one. Any other questions out there, guys? Because I know I'm kind of giving you a lot of information, but I want to get you excited to do this. Because in Mark 1.17, Jesus says, I will make you fishers of men. This is what we are called to do, guys. We are called absolutely to love and serve those who are in need. We're called to go and visit those who are sick and imprisoned and all that. But in that process, I think our whole point is to just teach them the ways of Jesus. Our whole reason for being here is to know him and make him known to love him and love others. And um, another way that Jesus phrases it when he says fishers of men, he says, I will show you how to fish for people. I just think that's so cool. And one of the things is if you wanna fish for people, because my husband, big fisherman, Jesse who's here with me, they're fisher, we, they fish. If you wanna catch a fish, you know what you need to know how to do? Go where the fish are. That's one thing. You also have to know how to kind of read the river and see what type of lure will draw them in. And that's how it is, guys. You need to be able to go to the places, and I'm not saying it's only non-believers, because there's a lot of people who would say they believe in Jesus, but there's a lot of unanswered questions, a lot of things that they could use your help in, or you could grow together in your spiritual walk. 
but we have to know what's what's going to bring them in it might be just the way that you've lived your life lately that you have impressed on them that you could live with peace and joy and they want a little bit of what you have it might be that the lure or the the way that we learn to see what can bring them into wanting to hear more it might be that like so many who struggle with their their weight they struggle with their health that might be a great way to bring them in might be a topic you know I ha I'm stressed out all the time you know what one thing that really helps with stress is exercise if you want to come in and do this program with me all right so lots of things there but I also want to say you know what if you're hearing this right now or if you're even thinking about discipleship I guarantee you're already starting to think of obstacles excuses things that could get in the way of you doing this why you're not right but here's what I, I heard this on a, an amazing podcast that said I want to be the type of person who looks past obstacles and sees opportunities I want you to stop looking at the obstacle take that obstacle pray about it do what you need to do about it and then look at the opportunity um, there's a cost to discipleship I'd be lying if I said there isn't. Is the benefit way more than the cost? Absolutely, but there's a cost. And you know what the biggest cost is? Your time. And I think in a way, our time is our most precious commodity. We treasure our time. Heaven forbid we release an hour of it. What will happen? How will I get it all done? My to-do list. And we were just talking um, in my small group yesterday and a woman said, it's amazing when I take time in the morning to spend with God. It's amazing how I always seem to get everything done that I wanted to get done that day. When I give my time to God, He helps me with the rest of my day. And I promise you that if you go and you give up your time to walk with someone, as you both draw closer to God, you will be blessed. You, you won't miss that extra time. Um, there's other reasons that people really put out there as why they are not ready to disciple and one of them is that you haven't experienced the presence of God you haven't really felt his love and I want you to know that that's a big thing and my hope and my prayer is that you go to God with that and, and maybe just maybe if you, even if you haven't felt it, God, when you step out, you haven't felt God's presence like this, when you step out in obedience and you start to disciple, you might experience his love and his presence and his peace in such a powerful way. Your act of obedience might be just what your heart needs to open up to experience his love. So don't let that hold you back, but pray and let God know. Because I, I tell you guys, there is nothing, nothing that's better than knowing that you are being used by God in a moment that is affecting someone's eternity. Now again, the results are in God's hands, but we are plan A to get his love out to people. So my prayer is you experience his love and that love spurs you on to love others so much that you're willing to give of your time and tell them about Jesus and then walk with them and grow closer to him. So that's a big reason is you don't feel you're equipped. You, I mean, you don't, you haven't experienced that interaction with them. Another thing that happens is you don't feel equipped, right? I don't have what it takes. I don't know the Bible well enough. Who am I to go do this? I love two stories in the Bible. One of them is Paul. 
You know, Paul was someone who was so against Christians. He hated them. But he had an interaction or a true experience with Jesus as he was on, on the road. He was made blind. He went to this town. God gave him his sight back. Three days later, he is preaching in the synagogues. Did he know everything? No. Did he take time to continue to grow in his faith? Yes, he absolutely did. But he just went and he started telling people stuff. And then there's a guy named Andrew. And he meets Jesus. And you know what he does? It says he immediately went to his brother and said, I have met the Messiah. And then it says, and he brought his brother to Jesus. We are called to bring our brothers and our sisters, people we love, people we know, maybe even our enemies, we are called to bring them to Jesus. So they didn't know everything, guys, but they still started immediately on this journey. And again, I think another big thing is you know yourself too well. You know your past. You know how you've lived and continue to live and the sins that you continue to make. How in the world could I disciple someone when they know that I struggle with drinking, when they see this struggle, when they know that I've gossiped, when they know, you know what? We're all broken. That's the one thing every single human being, I don't care where you live, I don't care what, care what the color of your skin, the one thing we all have in common is we have all sinned and we are in need of a Savior and we are in need of a God who loves us and gives us grace every day. And so if you're going to someone who specifically knows about something you're struggling with, what an opportunity to say, I'm not perfect, you know I'm struggling with this, but I would still love to come alongside you and together we could go on this journey of getting physically and spiritually fit or just coming to know them better. So don't let your past limit you. Believe me, there are plenty of people out there who know how I used to live. And they would be like, seriously, this is what you're doing? I don't care what they think because I know that I'm a forgiven, beloved daughter who was created to give him glory. I was created to let people know him. Like my shirt says, we're going public with this. Let your good deeds shine before man so that they will see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. That's one version. Another version is, God's not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this. So my hope, like I said, is that you know a little bit more that dis about discipleship, that it is really coming along someone, teaching them, training them, walking with them as you grow both of you closer to him. Our hope of discipleship is that they learn more about Jesus and want to live more like him. I hope you're excited that you believe you are called to do this. You, specifically you, are called to do this. I, I pray that you're going to start praying about who you can do this with. And then I pray that you feel equipped that if this is a way you want to go, awesome. Let me show you. Let me walk with you. And we're going to set up some nice training sessions where I can really help you and equip you. All right? So if you're interested, send me an email, michelle at faithfulworkouts.com, and we'll get you started. Any other questions out there? No, Jesse, anything else that you think? I mean, Jesse, who's here with me today, it's so exciting. She's just been accepted into a really big deal inter internship. So, yeah, come over here, Jesse. Come on over. She's just been accepted into a really cool internship um, at Hi. a church called Red Rocks Church. And so, 
yeah, if you have anything else, I mean, that you want to share, I know I'm kind of put her on the spot, like, okay, oh, no, yeah. you're fine. if you want to, um, and I'll just go look at some comments, and if you have anything else to say, say it, if not, we'll call it a day. Sure. Okay. Hello, everyone. My name is Jess. I work here at Faithful Workouts for Michelle. I help her out with pretty much anything and everything, and I really enjoy it. So, something that I think is really, really important about discipleship, in my experience, is that I was before being accepted into this internship program at Red Rocks, I was on the prayer team for two and a half years. So that was basically a ministry where people would come up with anything and everything that they felt they needed prayer for. And there were even people who weren't believers who would come up for prayer, people who didn't know how to talk to non-believers asking for prayer. So my biggest thing about the discipleship is that you can't disciple other people if you don't have a personal relationship with God. And the way that you do that is through prayer and that doesn't mean that you have to have the right words it doesn't mean that you have to have the perfect scripture to pull out of the bible it just means that you're comfortable talking with god he gave so much for you he loves you so deeply and all that he wants in your relationship with him is to be close to you and to feel like you can come to him with your big stuff and your little stuff and everything in between so i think that being so good yeah exactly yeah. being prayerful in your relationship with God will help you to have wisdom and to be able to communicate to others about God. Because you can't talk to other people about God if you're not even talking to God. Yeah, so good. Thank you for adding that part, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, anybody, anything else? Anybody, anything else, Jesse? I don't think so, that was all I had to say. If you guys do have any questions, you can always email me. Okay, so mm -hmm. good to be here with you today. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye.